One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shade and Shit Talking. I'm your host, TK. And today I wanted to, you know, really just get into and start off with with uh, this weekend, which is uh, a celebratory time in the black community. And uh, you all know what I'm talking about. I'm referencing Juneteenth. Now, a lot of people are, you know, barbecuing and going to parties and, you know, they have celebrations and speakers and and all of that. Um, but the reality of it is a lot of people who are celebrating Juneteenth don't really understand what it is or really know you know what it is um so i decided to you know just give a few facts about juneteenth you know the the beginning of it the meaning of it you know things of that nature so you know starting off let, let's start with with the name um juneteenth you know it is a a mixture of june and 19th and it commemorates the date when the union um union general gordon granger arrived on galveston island texas with 2,000 troops to establish a federal presence in texas and officially free slaves in the republic um you know juneteenth is known as uh independence day freedom day emancipation day uh, whatever you want to call it. And it marks the abolition of slavery in Texas on June 19, 1865. And uh, more generally throughout the Confederate South. Um, Texas was actually the, the last to hear that the Civil War was over because, you know, geographically it was isolated. Uh, in fact, the army uh, of the Trans-Mississippi didn't surrender until June 2nd, 1865, Despite the uh, fact that the Civil War was declared over on May 9th. Um, so let me let me give you a, a couple of two or three or whatever fast facts about Juneteenth. Uh, one, it was uh, started. It started with Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. Um, Lincoln made slavery illegal on uh, with the emancipation on September 22nd, 1862, and it became a federal law. On January 1st, 1863, um, even with the Emancipation Proclamation and, you know, declaring all slaves to be free, um, the, some of the Confederate states were, were still denying this new freedom, you know, to its uh, black citizens, you know, still rebelling against the Union. Um, let's see. Like I said, uh, General Granger arrived on uh, June 18th with 2,000 Union troops to uh, totally emancipate the slaves of Texas. And uh, he actually, you know, so they say, helped rebuild um, Texas after after the war. Um, a lot of people wondered why why you know juneteenth is considered you know the day to celebrate um other than the fact that you know the slaves were told that they were free on this date you know there were other dates that could have been used like like i said the day lincoln delivered the emancipation uh which is september 22nd 1862 or the date that the emancipation became law 
uh, supposedly, you know, to take hold as law, June uh, January first, eighteen sixty three, or uh, January thirty first, eighteen sixty five, which was the passage of the Thirteenth Amendment by Congress that abolished uh, slavery. Uh, it should also be noted that Juneteenth is not a a recognized federal holiday, but 43 of the 50 states and uh, the District of Columbia recognize it as either a state or a ceremonial holiday. And, you know, like I said, typical celebrations associated with Juneteenth, you know, you have public barbecues and I've seen some where people read the emancipation. Uh, I've seen others where they they actually sang uh, Negro spirituals and, you know, slave spirituals or whatever. Um, now, here's the thing. You know, we we talk about Juneteenth as uh, the uh, the time where, you know, blacks uh, and slaves were freed. And, you know, it it. It leads to an interesting discussion. Um, exactly uh, how free are blacks today? You know, when you when you juxtapose the idea of Juneteenth freedom with black people in America today, exactly how you know how free are we as black people? Now, you know, of course. Of course, slavery is is over. You know, niggas ain't not in fields picking cotton, but it 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 still, you know, has some relevancy. And I'll get to that in a minute. Um, the reason why I ask because you know you you can follow a a timeline of hate really, um, that that lends to the idea that black people are still not free. Um. Immediately uh, following the Civil War and the adoption of the 13th Amendment, most states of the former Confederacy, <coughs> excuse me, they adopted the Black Codes. Um, and the, the purpose of the Black Codes were to to limit the new freedoms of emancipated emancipated blacks through uh, restricting their movement, you know, um, restricting their 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 freedoms with with bogus bogus laws um and it was tied to to employment you know whereas you know some somebody black commits a minor infraction but they in turn make it major and force these people into uh unpaid labor situations uh thereby still using slavery um, you also had like the vagrancy laws, which again, you know, allow blacks to be arrested for um minor infractions. And you you have to look at you know the history of America, the totality of it, and and you could just point out you know several 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 different things. Um, you know, you have like um. Uh, the racial disparities at every phase of the justice system. You know, think about that. Um, you have, you know, your, your stop and frisk laws, um, 
they're used as a way to uh, intimidate, um, harass, uh, falsely arrest black people. Um, and you look at, like I said, the, the ju- judicial system as a whole, you know, you have blacks more likely to have their car searched uh, when stopped by the police. Um, you have more blacks who are more likely to be arrested for drug use, uh, even though um, it's it's and it's twice the rate of of whites, you know, even though uh, the fact remains that the use and selling rates of drugs are, are really comparable to to between blacks and whites. Um, and when they get into the system and go in front of a judge, um, blacks are, are more likely to serve longer sentences than whites for the same crimes. And speaking of, of before the judge, when they, you know, get in court um, and they're judged by, uh, quote unquote, a jury of their peers, it's really not because um, blacks are more likely to be excluded from uh, juries strictly based off of race. So <clears throat> you, you, you look at that and then, you know, you look at, you look at the financial uh, situations, <laughs> you know, you have uh, the, the, the faulty hiring practices, you know, nepotism being used by, uh, other races to exclude you know black people that that was a story i saw the other day um about this uh this this lady she was an hr and she made um a a, a bad racial racist comment and uh you know the internet they knows this motherfucker they'll find you well you know come to find out she was an hr at you know some place and it makes you think how many um applications uh how much paperwork did she destroy of you know black people so they couldn't get hired or couldn't move to the next phase of the the hiring you know shit like that so you 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 look at at, at that um you look at at redlining you know the 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 bullshit um lending practices that that pretty much um are used to to keep you know black people from living in certain areas you know you have you you can take someone black someone white same credit score same amount of money but the black person's rates will be much higher making it much more uh harder for them to afford that loan um and <clears throat> I, I believe it, it might have been Bank Corp style. They just recently, you know, got in trouble and fined heavily for uh, using that practice. And, you know, like like I was talking about, you know, earlier, the uh, racial disparities in the justice system. You, you can go even further and look at, you know, some of the root causes of us being in the justice system. And, you know, I'm talking about the, the school to prison pipeline. You know, you look at the schools in black, black neighborhoods, black communities, you know, 
more often than not. Look, look, look at Baltimore. Like they actually was was fighting for fucking heat, man. Like how in America is any school, any school district fighting for heat for their kids? You know, so you have you have the the schools with these um, harsh harsh rules. Um, Harsh situations where You know these minority kids These black kids uh, More often than not uh, Put into the juvenile system for You know some of the same infractions That white kids do You know um, And you got You got these terrible schools Underfunded school systems un- uh, Severely underpaid teachers uh, Shitty facilities Outdated books, outdated equipment, no computers, um, and it it creates a um, it creates a a sense of despair with these kids. So, you know, they 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 start the the movement from school to prison, and prison is is big business. You know, make make no mistake about it. Um, just like slavery of yesteryear, you look at today, black bodies are still a commodity, whether, you know, people want to believe it or not, whether they want to talk about it, black bodies are still a commodity and it's prison, unpaid labor or, you know, like in, in Angola, they work in fields and all this and that. You know, three, four cents an hour, virtually unpaid labor that they're making big money off of. And, you know, so you look you look at that and you you talk about, you know, gerrymandering. It's it's no it's it's, it's no secret. Excuse me. It's no secret that these prisons that are being built are being located in these small towns, these rural towns, you know, think about it. Why? Why is because they use these black bodies in prison as a part of their census, you know, their population count to um, increase, you know, their, their, their electoral votes, you know, their, their ability to, to hire through elections, you know, the people who influence these bogus ass laws, you know, and it's, 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 it all goes full circle. You know, you got the school to prison pipeline that works hand in hand with bogus laws aimed at blacks, which then leads to uh, the sentencing disparity that blacks face, which then leads to an increase uh, an influx of mass incarceration, which then leads to the the problem of gerrymandering, which then leads right back to the laws and practices being made and passed to keep the uh, the vicious cycle going. So I said all of that to say this. While you. And everybody are out, you know, barbecuing and enjoying yourselves and fellowshipping, which which you should, you know, with all your people, you know, take a, a brief moment to really educate and learn from one another um, about our history and our present so that, you know, we as a 
we as a community, we as a, a race, we as a people, uh, you know, so we can learn and indeed rise up and break all of these cycles of oppression and gain true freedom.